Hey listeners, quick question. Are you tired of overpaying for your mobile plan? I've got the answer. Ting Mobile. Ting Mobile is all about flexibility and savings. You only pay for what you use, no crazy fees or overages. It's perfect for those who want control over their phone bill without sacrificing quality. Say goodbye to bloated phone bills. Go to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash ting. Ting Mobile. Mobile that makes sense. Hey everyone, welcome to a new Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. So we're going to do a different kind of episode today. As promised, we're doing some different things this season. And this week, we're going to bring you into our vacation that we took a couple weeks ago. We're going to explain what we did and goods, bads, everything. Mm, and Vacation. Vacation, Amazing. yes. I know. I know. I want to go somewhere warmer. It's like when we were in Argentina, I said, it might be a little bit too warm. I know. I know. It's controversial. But now I'm too cold. <laughs> so, so, but, uh, but we're going to do this because one, it's a huge, huge part of our life. And two, this might kind of explain the, the highlights and why somebody might go on these types of trips, not just vacation, you know, to a neighboring state, to Florida, to something, but why they might explore the way that we explore. So uh, I was actually explaining to Eric last night that I just very much out of the blue happened to think about one of our first trips to LA when I we went to a restaurant and it wasn't even a high class restaurant and they, we had a... um a valet and I, it was just my my first experience with a valet because it's just not something we have around here and you know you go places and these are the things that you experience just things that you just don't experience in your own life day-to-day life so if you just go to a different state different different area of the country even you experience these things so i think it's important to travel wherever you go, whether it's a different country, different state, whatever. I think you'll you'll start to pick up on these things when we start to talk about our travels. And and to add to that is is that that yes, you can have these experiences anywhere you travel, even within the United States. But if you realize how cool it is to experience these these different things by going to other states, just remember that by going somewhere international the it's your really, experience is like 10x because it is so much different absolutely. in other countries than it yeah. is in, the, in just from state to state i mean right yes we have differences from state to state obviously um different parts of the country do different things eat mm-hmm. different things blah 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 but but it is by far 10x Whenever you go Absolutely. to another country, because it's a whole different ballgame, right? So. And and even as kind of an example, even though we tend to go to South America a lot, when we go to different areas in South America, all of a sudden it's just like, okay, well, this country is not like this country who speaks Spanish and is a neighboring country, and now all of a sudden we need to learn how this country works. So you really 
you really kind of find out, you know, like, okay, how, how am I going to make things work in this country? So it is, it is a really interesting learning curve each time we, we travel and you're going to hear, hear about some of them in, uh, in this episode. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. And, uh, and really we had, we had some, some interesting learning curves right off the bat with in the airport this time. <laughs> um, we, yeah. We had, uh, our, our flight was actually delayed 24 hours. So, um, almost 48 hours. I almost think. I mean, probably. We were... Yeah. They were, they <laughs> tried, they tried real hard. Some of them. So yeah, that is, that's a thing. So part of the issue was this was a pretty long flight in, you know, not as long as some that we've taken, but because it was longer to South America this time, they, Anything that went wrong, the flight crew was going to be over their time, and that's what kept happening. And to clarify that, so a, a flight crew can only fly for so many hours before mm -hmm. they have to take a break. And I don't know exactly what the, that yeah. hour ratio is, but to keep in mind that I believe the flight from, we were in Miami to get to Chile it was, was like, like eight or seven nine. and a half hours. Yeah, so yeah. I think almost eight hours, maybe. And... So if you imagine if any of these flight crew had been on a previous flight, mm -hmm. any sort of delay in this flight would be a problem for them because it would put them over that time. And right. it's not something they can really play around with because it's generally a law mm -hmm. that they have to be on. Take a, It's not like airport policy that they can fudge a little bit. Right. It's it's federal law that they have to do this. So Right. And it's for your safety. I mean, you, you don't want them to go over their their hours you know so i know people are getting crabby they want to go on their vacations and they want to get home do whatever but for your safety you don't want them to go over so um you know but after a while you're getting getting a little bit frustrated you know we had some issues where they had this one this one was a, a silly issue it seemed like the first issue they had so when you go so far they give you food and it's sealed up. It's kind of like a TV dinner where it's sealed at the top and you, you just pull off the seal and it wasn't sealing, apparently. Yeah, so they couldn't get our dinners on it. We're all like, it is like 1030 at night. I, I believe this happened yes. on the 1030 flight, it was right? a Yeah, so because like, I think we we're supposed to leave. Just get in the air. Nobody wants to eat. We just want to go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, we're just like, we're going to sleep anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> And and then the guy's like, okay, they finally got it sealed, so now it's going to take about 15 minutes to get here. And we're just like, fine, just whatever. And then and then we were waiting for so long, and and then they had to let us off. And, I mean, there were so many issues. Then finally we were going to leave. Well, no, actually, sorry, this was first delayed originally. Then we're going to leave in the morning. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. This was in the morning that this was happening. Then we were finally going to leave. Then I don't know how familiar you listeners are with the whole airplane leaving thing. It gets pushed back by this whole like mechanism. And it's like a, a machine type thing, like driving thing. And it has like just I guess I'm looking at a pen right now. Just imagine something that's like as long as a pen. But, you know, obviously that would, could push a, a plane. That that like long mechanism gets got broken off and they needed to which is just a very even the pilot said this is just so weird you know once in a and they needed to make sure it didn't break or do any damage to the plane 
which obviously I'm all for. However, at that point, we're ready, delayed, whatever. So then they needed to make sure our flight crew didn't get, you know, wasn't over time. And there was, and there, there was also an occurrence where they do, they realized they didn't have enough fuel in the plane. To oh make yes, it well because they were right. checking yeah, out all so, this yeah. stuff, so they're so like, I, let's just hop off the fuel. The point of this all is, is that it was just a mess. Yeah, it was so, a mess. It t- it delayed us twenty four hours, and we, but we did, we got there. We got there. We got, we got there. there after after you know a long long wait, and and it, yeah, the, this is one of the struggles with with traveling like right. one of the things that i've always said about traveling is is that like traveling everything about traveling is fun but flying and I, it blows my mind because right. because um it's just amazing to me how an airport can create an environment that is just so unbecoming like it's yeah. not comfortable it's not relaxing you no, know like when you sit in an airport it's crowded it's just it's just so un I don't, what what is even the right word? It's just so. It's it's just it's not comfortable. It's not. And, they do nothing to make you feel like you want to be there. Yeah, they're doing everything to make you not want to be there. Right, and you which know, is a terrible thing from a perspective because you know you're about to to get on an airplane, which we all know airplanes are uncomfortable as hell. So why do you make the airport so uncomfortable? But that's just the vibe that airports have. Yeah. And yeah, like why of of course people are gonna be anxious in the airport and on the plane and all that stuff. I mean, I I get kind of antsy and I try not to because I I actually don't mind when I'm in the in the air if I can look out and all that stuff. But I mean turbulence, I don't I'm not a huge fan of and everything. But yeah, it's it is just not a happy place to be. And I know at one point you pointed out the whole thing of like are people cleaning this place? Because it's disgusting in here. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, to find a clean table is is not an easy feat. And so when we were in Miami airport, I found out they have these sunflower lanyards, which it turns out I'm finding out, I will make a post of this. I don't remember how many airports are starting to join in on this. I think it's like 50 maybe in the US and, and more so outside of the US, like 100. But this is something that you can get a lanyard for invisible disability. So if you have anxiety or just if you have an invisible disability where you may or may not need uh, extra help getting on, off the plane, whatever, you can wear this lanyard and just kind of signify like I may or may not need extra help. So I actually got one of these lanyards just in case. I don't know. I don't know if I will have an anxiety attack and need help. So that's a great thing. And then I found out that Miami Airport has a sensory room, but it's only for kids. And I was like, are you kidding me? I spent hours. I spent an entire day at this airport and Mm. I could have used this. I could have gone away and just taken a break at this sensory room where it would have been more becoming to me and I could have breathed a little bit easier, but it's only for kids. Like, Adults but, could, but, but that it's a is start. a very good it's sign because start. because that's the way they start with everything. Exactly, they're going to make this available to kids at first, and then right. the, the because, movement is going to push them to get it, make right. it available to adults. Right, because it's so. it's harder to explain to kids like, hey, we have to be here for an entire day because of this, and it's harder to to calm kids. But uh, but I do really hope that it's a thing that that comes to adults because 
I really could have used that, <laughs> that for that entire day. I could have used it for even an hour just to get away and, and breathe because that, that became hard after a while. You know, thank God that night we were able to sleep in an air or in a, in a hotel that they, they vouch, they gave us a voucher because, uh, if we had to stay there for that night, that would have been really hard. But at least there's stuff that's coming about that they're realizing, you know what, there are people who need something. Because, yeah, airports are are hard. Yeah, hard for, they need to figure they're, out that. They're hard for the you. Fundamentals, the hard for, fundamentals of an airport are just totally unflattering. Yeah. So, but once you get past... Once you get past that... That sucky part of getting to the place you want to go, then... Well, then, well, it, we had some there issues. There are some challenges there. I will, I will there, say but. we had we had some issues when we got to Santiago. I don't know how much people travel to Santiago other than to go to Ponte, other than to go to Patagonia, because we did have issues finding money at first. We had to figure out how to get money out of a, an ATM. We had to we figured out we had to touch an extra button for international. Yeah, it was the first was, time we had ever seen it where. Where they must use some weird network ATM network in in Chile, and you had to actually specify that you had a foreign card yeah. for that card to work. And of course, for whatever reason, this is also the only country I've ever been in where every other ATM I've ever seen has a very simple way to change it to, to English. Yeah, you can read. Oh and my You gosh. could not change their. There, I, at least I don't think we saw an ATM no. the whole time that we could change to English, so it no. was easy to understand. And how to I use mean, it. I obviously you and I both know bits and pieces of Spanish, but not not banking. Yeah, not well enough to to decipher, you know, what it was, and and yeah, so it just threw us for a curveball. But, but honestly, I, honestly, I would say that that I, this may have been an extreme case. Yeah, because like I mean. We went to ATMs and we're like, none of the ATMs are working. Like, what the heck's going on here? Yeah. And it, it was very stressful, frustrating, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. we're like, what are we going to do if we can't get money or whatever? And, and, um, but, but I feel we, like every time we get to a new country, there's always there's that always level of something. period where, where we have to, you know, struggle a little bit to figure things out to get things right. going in the direction we need it to go. So, right. Like you said, you're like, we always figure it out. And I said, when we were having troubles getting money, I said, people have to get money somehow. You know, there has to be, not everybody has to come here with money and exchange it. So let's go back to our place. Let's look this up. There has to be a way. And so we went back and we looked it up and we said, okay, there's that extra button. We went and we got money. We got our phone card so we could have Eric's phone um you know, call or, or do maps, whatever. And, uh, you know, the rest of the day was, was good. We, I don't know. If, I don't think we went to a park that day. I think we just went down to, to we the just went down to the town square. So one yeah. of the, one of the best things about, about South America, which, which I feel like is probably a European thing, but I really didn't in my time in Europe, I've really never seen it, but it's like a town square, which is just well, like, we saw it when we were in Portugal, but where did we see one in Portugal? Well, Porto they... kind of had a few little ones. Yeah, um, I wouldn't consider those like like town. That's not to me. That's not the same thing as what we see in South America. So mm-hmm. I don't know where. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is uh, in Spain. They yeah. kind of had one, but yeah, even that didn't. wasn't was to me. It still wasn't the same vibe. 
but yeah, so that's what one of the first places we went and and we kind of so that kept seeing like for, there was a lot of uh gay pride type stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. I, and then of course because there was gay pride things going on, then there was like like Oh, um, then you had the religious ones people because, like preaching. You know, you have to have it. the opposite. So And I was like and we kept seeing that over and over again. And I'm like that's just really weird to me. And so we, I went home when we went back to to the hotel for a little bit. I I researched it and figured out that they had just had like a mm-hmm. gay pride parade there, like the week before or yeah. something. And this I'm really sad that we been, missed it. Yeah, there. This must have just been like kind of the the like you know it was still yeah. kind of going on type thing. Yeah. So so that was kind of neat. Yeah. And I mean. What what were your thoughts of Santiago? Because I think Santiago so, was a very... I thought it was really a pretty cool... Like, when we started going to the parks, I really, really started to appreciate it because they had a lot of really nice green spaces. And the one thing that I noted that I loved the most was that I couldn't even tell you what kind of trees they had because I am horrible at that when people say, oh, they have deciduous and whatever kind. I couldn't even tell you what kind of trees they had. But then all of a sudden in the middle, they had a palm tree that looked like it did not even fit in the middle of it. But I thought that was beautiful. So Mm -hmm. the one day, like probably day two, whatever, we went to a bunch of parks and I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. But they didn't have as many like street vendors in terms of either food or or just, you know, I don't know, jewelry, whatever I like. You know, they didn't have as much of that, and it wasn't quite as colorful as I like. Like, they had some, they had some, um, like, paintings and stuff, but even their houses and stuff aren't as colorful. So I liked it, but it was, you know, thinking about it now, it was almost more European than some of the places. That's really funny because I kind of said that that was the way it was going to be. But I didn't really feel that way. I felt like there was plenty of South America. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still really liked it. It was still great. I would easily go back. It's just in terms of when I compare it to some of the places, it was just a little bit less than uh, than some of the places that I like in terms of liveliness or whatever. I mean, and the town square had a lot going on. Like that one night we went there and. The boys were putting on a show sure, of, yeah. you know, with the dresses on. That was hilarious. But it just didn't have on have as much going on as, as some days in other places. But I, I did I did like it. It just, you know, when you compare it to Valparaiso or something like that, it just wasn't as as you know, just, yeah. just well, wasn't as colorful, wasn't as, as you, vibrant. It's going to be hard to compare something to Valparaiso because Valparaiso, well, Valparaiso was, was like but my we'll, place. We'll get man. to Valparaiso. Yeah. But I would agree with you, like, as far as Chile, Chile Santiago went. So I don't know that I, I could say in many notable things like, like, oh my God, you have to go there to see this. Right. That. But it's a great place to experience. And yeah, I would and easily again, go back there it, again. It it's just, one of these places that. I, I just in we didn't really discover this fully until we got to Bogota, but like the green space thing, it's mm-hmm. just like they do such a good job with. Yeah, that their end. green spaces were beautiful. Like I would go back there again just to hang out. And like the the one thing that I noticed in in Santiago that I cannot wait to make when I get some time and and energy is. The, there and and you guys are probably going to be like, this is what you take back from your your trip. 
is their their ginger mint lemonade. Yeah. Oh, and oh that my was gosh. So and good. just walking through their parks drinking that. You guys, this is one of the best drinks. And like Eric had allergies through the trip, like allergies or sinuses. When he gets down in this kind of temperature, sometimes he gets that. And that like made him feel so good. And yeah, oh my God, it was just such a, it sounds like a weird combination, but it is just such a tasty it, drink. If you get the combination right, and that that's the thing, you have to get the combination right, but oh my gosh, it is so good. And that little vendor that we found mm-hmm. in the market, like that guy had it down. He had I it mean, down. I mean, it was just perfect because what it did is like, it still tasted like really, really good lemonade. Right. But if, but you, if you ever that- had lemonade and get, got that like, oh, it tastes over sugary or right. just too, too sharp. Right. It's got the just ginger kind of numbed all that down. So it right. was just this smooth, heavenly drink. Right. And and again, you know, you want to take it back to that's one of the beautiful things of not drinking anymore is because we yeah. probably would never experience that right. drink if it wasn't for right and that's the- that's the thing like that's like when we went to Peru we got we started drinking all those fruit drinks and and ever since then we we just pick Love up them. all the different Love fruit them. drinks and stuff and mm. I think that is that's a great thing and sure we would I'm sure we would have found a good beer or something like that but I just really like picking up the different the different kind of fruits because you know, I don't know that they would have had something like that in in the other countries. Maybe they would have had something similar. I think when we were in um, in Colombia this time, they had a they had a cherry lemonade and a, a mint lemonade, but they didn't have a mint ginger lemonade. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really fun combination. Yeah. And I know it, it seems silly that this is what we're going going over about, but this is it's it's a really tasty. But it, this you know, is, these are the things that you discover in these countries that right. That, I mean, we're, these are the experiences we're like, that stick with you. We're remaking you know? these little food things that were like these little dinners that we have, and it's fun, man. Mm. So, and speaking of dinners, one of our favorite things too is to go to the store and make dinners too. And and you guys like that is kind of a fun thing. It's like. I, I bring two of my um, shopping bags along when we go and we'll go and we'll just buy like, you know, some sodas or something or, or, or lemonades and, uh, and we'll buy, we'll buy some either TV dinners or sometimes we'll buy some burgers. Like that's what we did when we were in uh, Argentina. We bought some burgers and then we bought some, some uh, hot dogs and we made like loaded hot dogs one night. And like the first night in Chile, we made, we just made TV dinners I mean that is so much fun. It's one way to experience their food, and it's another night, another way just to kind of hang out and just and, just and do it. You know, everybody always says experience a place through their food, mm-hmm. and everybody I think takes that as we'll go to these restaurants and experience their food. But but it's just as exciting of an experience, and sometimes arguably it's more exciting just to try and do it yourself. You know, go to the right. store, see what they have, and. Make yourself a simple dinner. It's it. I, I don't even remember. Do you remember when we started that? Because um, because that's now become one of my favorite default you know, things to go to. I know in in Guatemala we sort of did the one night we did the cup of noodles when when the storms were coming in and we were afraid to go out. And yeah, because we hit the grocery store in Guatemala quite a bit. So then, so then we were kind of starting to do snacks, and I think after that was when we really. Really? started to do it more so i'll bet you i don't know no because well, we did it you know, in it we did it in quito too did we because i know in portugal we, we did like we did 
frozen dinners because I remember I remember my uh my lasagna hit over way better than your than the big one that, that you yeah, did. Yeah, we we did it all the time in keto. Because did we, we okay. would stop and buy the little empanadas from the vent from You're the right. Grocery yeah, because stores. we didn't because the one place we didn't want to go out at night. Yeah, and But I know for sure in Guatemala I started bringing my grocery bags. Cuz that's what that's that makes it really nice because then depending on how far you are, you don't have to worry about about, you know, being too heavy so mm. much. So so yeah. yeah, it's it's really nice. And it's kind of fun because then you feel like you belong there if you're shopping and and stuff. I know it sounds really stupid, but it's it is really nice and then you get to know their grocery stores and and kind of be like, "Ooh, what do they have for for little snacks and and main dinners?" It's 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 simple, but it's just like you get to know different mm. things there and and so yeah, I mean those were some of my highlights. Do you have any more highlights in Santiago? Well, I mean, I like um so it was kind of fun because like we had talked about before we had gone to the different parks and and it was really fun because like in one day so basically all I do when I research this is I looked up like three best parks in Santiago mm-hmm. to go to and people and will I have think you blog did fine. posts on them and it was fun because um so the first park that we went to was just our neighborhood park we just found the first park yeah. and that was really cool because it's very unique because you're driving it's like a it's right on a major road in town Mm -hmm. that just kind of stretches forever. And in the middle of the road is just a green space. It's like, it's like really narrow, but it's like super long. So you can walk forever if you want to on Mm -hmm. it, which I think is just a really creative way to create a park because that just, I mean, it's perfect because it's near everybody, blah, blah, blah. And so, so that was cool. But then, then the, the other two parks we went to, they were like polar opposites. Yeah. So like the one was in the super, super richy neighborhood yep. of of Santiago. And then the other one was what you could tell. It was not nearly as affluent of a neighborhood. I'm not going to say right. I don't know that it was a bad neighborhood, but it was definitely right. not as affluent. And it was just really neat to see the diversity oh, between yeah. that. And I mean – the one the the park in the affluent neighborhood, one of the favorite things was was remember we sat we, mm-hmm. we got our little uh ice cream things or whatever that yep. we were eating and we sat there and and we were just chilling in the middle of the park and, and there then- was two a couple <laughs> over the way that had literally the tiniest dog you'll ever see. No, your- it was a kitten. Oh, oh, was it a kitten? Okay. Yeah, like I think they had just gotten the kitten and they were letting it run around and it was so unbelievable. And it just cute. kept running over to us and like it was just the funnest thing in the world. So Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see these these parks and the the really important thing to say is too is that in places like this you know, these people don't have generally, you know, their own green spaces like we have here with the the backyards and stuff like that. So it's really important for them to have a green space that they can go to. Yeah. So think about like uh, a fairly busy park that you might go to in Appleton or wherever you live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and 10 exit because these parks are going to be that much busier because this is where people go to spend their day because they're not going to spend it cooped up in their little house. Right. You know, so everything is just smaller there. Right. So where I go out in my backyard and hang up my hammock, this is where I would go and hang up my hammock. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is why it's, it's so important to have these, you know, and then the one day too, I don't think this was the same day. I think it was a different day. 
uh, we actually went to the zoo because this is something that we had talked about beforehand because we had we had talked about this with our friends uh, for for just a, a completely goofy different reason. And I am so glad that we did that because yeah. that was so much fun. And there were a lot of the same animals, but then there were different animals. Like there were there were penguins there, but they were different kinds of penguins because it was from that region. And then there were meerkats, which I love. I mean, I have had a love for those since I was little. Yeah. And then there, I have to say it was so cute because there was a little girl who was singing the uh, the – the song from um, from Lion King. She's going there and she's like, ah, <laughs> but she was doing it in Spanish, which was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was just so much fun. So we're like the white people there in without kids. <laughs> and, and just beyond that, if you say like, oh. What? How dumb a, a museum? But it was it, at, or a, oh, so, um, a zoo. It was so much. It was fun. built on the side of a cliff, so exactly. it was just kind of even just looking beyond just the fact that it was right. a zoo. It was just kind of cool to walk around because you were walking on the side of a cliff, and they had all these like exhibits of the animals mm-hmm. built into the cliff. It was just a really cool area yeah. to be in. And it's been so, multiple years since I had been to a zoo, so I mean, hey, why not? Yeah. So. So yeah, I, I think that was just Santiago. Really, was a cool place just in general. I it was mean, a simple. It was a simple, and it was. I mean, we may have been there longer than we needed to be there, but then again, yeah, at the same time, but, at the same time, really, we probably didn't even touch the experience of the yeah. town and stuff like that. Because I mean, like, think about it. When we were, we didn't really. I mean, we discovered we had to come back because at a certain point we'll go to Argentina when we came yeah, back. So really, when we, we went- experienced a whole new area of, yeah. of Santiago that we didn't even realize existed. Yeah, so we could so, have hung out there. So yeah, we really we could have knocked out more. We just, but that happens, man. That happens. well, and you, you'll never, I you'll mean, never unless you really. I've come to the realization that that when you go visit a place now, you don't. You don't tr- have like a checklist of every place nope. you have to go. You just go there and you enjoy yourself. Yep. And yeah, you're going to miss stuff. But I mean, if you miss something that, that is that important to you, I've never been to a place that I wouldn't go back to. Exactly. Uh, there there are places that I might be less likely to go back to, but there's no place I right. like exactly. you'd have to put a gun to my head to go back to. Yeah, it. I would easily, even though the most exhausting trips where I'm just like, oh my gosh. I still come back to like when we came back from Portugal, I was like, man, we did too much moving around. I don't know. But now I'm just like, Portugal is great. I will still go back there. You know, I just can't do the moving around as much as we did. Mm -hmm. But I would go back there easily. Yeah. So then we went to Valparaiso, which was kind of, we didn't even plan that right off the bat. We just decided that, hey, let's go to Valparaiso. I think I had a. a, You had an idea. Yeah. So kind of my formula when I. When I search, yeah, you and, have. and I did a pretty bad job. I'll be honest with everybody here that I did a pretty bad job planning this trip. Well, so did I. But I didn't have anything really going in. I I was just yeah, things were crazy with so, me. So, but what I did, what I typically do is, is that we fly into a big city and then I try to figure out. Okay, it's more so like what I'll do is I'll go to TripAdvisor and I'll see where mm-hmm. the trips go. Because generally, if you look on TripAdvisor, right. you fly into Santiago, they'll, they'll have tours and the tours will always go to the same cities. Right. So, and that's kind of what I do. 
on my trip. And then as well as I'll look up in that city what the best neighborhoods to be in are and stuff like that. And that's where I kind of failed on this trip. But but Valparaiso yeah. came up because that was TripAdvisor. Everybody went through Valparaiso. So, and I don't like just, um, I'm not a big fan of just doing like a one day trip. Right. To, you know, like a day trip to a different place because I'd rather really experience it, which oh, I think you would agree with me that it's a great thing that we that's a great actually thing that went we did to Valparaiso instead I, of just doing a tour. Yeah, that's because, my favorite part, man. Yeah, because Valparaiso was incredible. Yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and it's funny because so when we got to Valparaiso, all of a sudden you read something somewhere and it said um, as of whatever year – Valparaiso is becoming more and more unsafe. And all of a sudden we looked at each other we're like, oh no. And we're like, did we just make a mistake? And I started to get so nervous. Like, well, I guess we can just, you know, hang out here more and just, you know, but then it's like, you and I are really good at being, you know, being cautious and whatever, knowing kind of where to go and whatever. So, you know, we kind of figured that it, it'll be okay. And, but I started getting really nervous. So then I'm like, oh my God, what did we do? And, um, but no, things ended up being really good. And then we found out, so we took a day tour the next day and we found out like, oh no, it's just like one, one little area, which yeah, it, that, that article should have, well, I mean, I, I'm sure it was a little <laughs> bit more than that, but that article should have maybe been a little bit more, uh, you know. Yeah. It, in, that's the thing is, is that when they have these safety advisories and stuff like that, you have to like, you, you have to um, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you have to take of. it with a grain of salt because yeah. like they're always, they're going to, they're, I mean, the people that are writing these advisories are, are looking for reasons for you yeah. not to go to a place. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, any, almost any place you go to, you, as long as you're smart about it. You right. know, like well, and we're pretty like, careful. I mean, a big we're thing, smart. A big thing is is like a big thing that they look for in other countries is Americans like to carry their wallets in their back pocket. Picking a back pocket is super right. easy. So don't carry yep. your wallet in a back pocket. Nobody there is, you know, they're looking for easy scores. Oh, they're yeah. not so if you don't carry your wallet in your back pocket. You don't fle- shake your phone around and let everybody know that oh, you have a phone in your hand. They're not going to really mess with you. So yeah, I mean, and I'm pretty good at when I have my my backpack on. I'll like you know hold the the strings and and stuff. But sometimes I f- I find it very funny. It's like you take out your wallet for a second to pay, and they're like, "Oh, put that away." And I'm like, "I'm paying," <laughs> you know. But I think they're just so worried about people. I'm like. You know, just just give me a sack. I'll put it away. But yeah, it's it is really funny. But I think then the next morning I was I felt very out of sorts because I was just like, I don't know what to what I want to do. And, you know, I think like my bipolar was off and I think it was because maybe a little bit of that warning and, and everything. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then you and I had started to really get into meditating a lot, which I had really liked. So we had meditated and we were deciding about going to this place called Kan Kan, which was a bunch of sand dunes or which we were going to do after we had decided that, yeah, I'm going to do this after I'd meditated. I thought it's probably better to do something. Um, but then we had looked and then all of a sudden it looked, it seemed like it was going to get too late. 
But then we decided, okay, you know what? We can do a walking tour. So then we decided to do a walking tour. That turned out really great. Yeah, it did. The guy that we had, amazing. Mm -hmm. And he showed us around the place. And uh, yeah, we found out there was just one section that he's just like, don't go there. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and that's the best best thing to do is to, you know, if you're worried about a place you're in, just talk to try to find somebody that's in um from that, and they'll give you the real like yep. story of, uh, Absolutely. of what it is because you know everything everything tourist wise is blown out of proportion, right? And talking to him, I think at that point in time, I had already started to get kind of relaxed about it, right? Like there were times where. Like at a certain time during the day, down in a I certain think it was area, like four it got really, three, really busy, and like there would people were just walking all over each other. And yep, and, and we pretty much just kind of kept an eye on each other. We're like, okay, you know, hold my hand, kind of thing. And it was really only like because it was like an intersection down at the bottom mm-hmm. of where our hotel was, or our apartment, I guess it would be, and and that place sucked at a certain time. It made me really uncomfortable, right? But after a while, you just got used to it, and you realized it wasn't that big of a deal. And that's, I think, like, Valparaiso might have sucked had we not taken that walking tour. Right. Because that was kind of the turning point where it just turned into the most memorable yeah. place you could possibly go. Well, and in all honesty, I think walking tours, I will try to take them in most places now because the guy the guy that you know he wasn't the greatest guy but he was great anyway like he liked my shirt it was a and i i told him i'm like oh it's from a band he's like which band i'm like paramore he's like oh they came through here a couple years ago we had a big emo scene which you and i looked at each other like that's why all the girls are dressed (laughs) like that like seriously you guys all the girls there were like super emo punk type like they were whatever you want to yeah like Like, just dark i swear to god i fit in so much there it was awesome i didn't want to leave and And i think um, we've overlooked the like the biggest thing of the paintings yeah it's for some reason that's this city just had a vibrant vibrant and a lot of the street art was very punk type right yeah it was, and it so was cool. good street art and it was everywhere. Ge- like yes. generally when you go to a like understand street art is like everywhere in South America. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing. So you, I mean it's so much more common to see. But, but we're one, talking like, like it was every not, building. Yeah. Every building is painted in this town. Well, and it is nonstop. And there was even like when we were on the walking tour, the guy said- took us to a house <laughs> and the house was white. And he's like he basically said, like, the people that own this house wanted to stay white. So they have to repaint the house, like, every year because they said, like, every once in a while when, you know, like, like when they paint it white, the street artist people will leave it alone for, like, three to four <laughs> months. But after three to four months, it's, like, free game, and they just go through and they start painting on it. I think that's it. awesome. And, and, yeah, but but this whole city, it was just nonstop. You could have had your camera out and just taken, I mean, yeah, 10,000 pictures of street art because every was, building yeah, had beautiful I mean, street art. It was really hard for me to choose which ones to put online. It was kind of funny. But, yeah, and to learn all this from the from the from our tour was awesome, you mm. know, and, and we wouldn't have known half of this. And I think that's what's important about the tour was, and it was a free tour also. You can find a lot of free tours. So yeah, I mean, and we felt more comfortable with the with the city. We learned more, and also that's how we learned about the the Valparaiso downhill. Yeah, there's, which was just cool. There's a an amazing bike uh bike downhill uh 
competition that goes on every year there. And you can find it on YouTube, by the way. So they have to like, like sometimes they have to go around dogs and everything because, you know, there's stray dogs there. So Yeah. And and this is, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming most of the listeners are not going to be familiar with this because I wasn't, but this is like a street mountain biking thing. Yeah. Which, like is, an urban. which is a big competition. And and so Valpo is built, or Valparaiso is built. I mean, there's like, I think there's 40, I think they said it's built on 42 different hills. And we're talking like legit Yeah, and they're hills. Hill, like, yeah, like, they're crazy. We're like pretty good with to, hills, but by the time we were done, oh my God. To the point where, where they actually have built like elevator structures for people to get up and down the hills because yeah. the hills are so steep. Mm-hmm. And, um... So they like they basically like they have this preset course and it's just city streets mm-hmm. that they convert into a big arena and then these mountain bikers come down and race down it. And yeah, he just talked about it, so we looked it up. He's like, if you're interested in seeing it, he's like there's all sorts of videos on it on YouTube. So we watched when we were back at the apartment at night, we watched a bunch of these videos and it was just, it was cool. And then that one day we actually went and we tried to trace the course because we knew where the course, we knew where the course ended because actually (laughs) at points in this course, they go through buildings and stuff like that. So one of the buildings is really obvious where it is. So we kind of like, well, it could have gone, it could go up here. Yeah, we can't find. But I think I think we were way off off. uh, on on our. our But we knew we knew where it ended because it ended right where we played Jenga. Because so we we actually got really into um, the one day we went before our walking tour. We went for coffee and tea or whatever, and uh, we started playing Jenga. We got our Jenga tower like so high, and the one waiter. We went in there another day, and the one waiter's like, oh, my gosh, I was watching you. You guys are Jenga pros. <laughs> so he's like, would you like another stack? We're like, and I can't say no. So I'm like, yeah, sure. And then so then we got our, our stack so high. So we went in there, I think, three days and yeah. got our stack. It's just and, so high. And this, this, again, goes back to this is what the things you do when you don't drink alcohol because most people would have their, you know, local – local drinking establishment that they would right. stop in for breaks but we just do like a coffee house or something like that mm-hmm. because we don't drink alcohol and that's our option so yeah so, so but that was a lot a lot of fun the people were there and it's always fun to have and and i feel like we've done this quite quite a bit where you just have your little like coffee joint or your little place that you yeah, stop periodically absolutely. just to, when you need a break and stuff it's just kind of a fun thing to have, and yeah. and the food there was—I mean, it wasn't great, it wasn't, but it was fine. Yeah, but, my my hot chocolate was pretty good. It was a I, little I, bit sweet, but yeah, uh, and I the frappy, which was what sake. I started ordering toward frappe. Whatever. I think that's what it's—I don't know. I'm but, not a coffee person, but it was but. delicious. So and it was great, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, but uh, oh, and I didn't mention either. So the one day we went to this place called Con Con, and um. I think that was one of Eric's very favorite places. I liked it except for it got really exhausting. So this she place just didn't want to walk back up over the sand dunes. It oh would have been exhausting if you would have just walked over the sand dunes. Well, so. I thought it wasn't going to be as, you know. And but- I thought that we might see something cool. But so basically what this is, is that yeah. that we took a bus and I don't know, what do you think, like 30 minutes from Valparaiso? Yeah, 30 or 45, something like that. It, it wasn't too long. took us to another town. And this town, I mean, it was, this town it was, was so cool. It, it was, but it was a total, a total 
tourist trap. It was well, it wasn't even a tourist well, trap. I think like it was like it it was um it was basically Chili's Treasure Island where yeah. It was just rich condos everywhere. This is where all the rich people had their their vacation homes and stuff like that. But, but the thing that drew everybody there was there were it was right along it ran right along the Pacific Ocean, and I'm right the yeah the Pacific Ocean. I don't know, man. And and there were just these massive sand dunes mm-hmm. all all along the shoreline, and that was what we went there to see. And it, I mean, I'm. This was because we had gone to Huacachina, and Huacachina is a, a place in Peru, and the sand dunes were just as amazing as the sand dunes were, but they just go on forever. Like right. you can look in as far as you'll see that that it's sand. You're dunes just like, like in the that. middle of them. Yeah, but um, so. From that perspective, this wasn't mind-blowingly amazing because I had right. already seen Huacachina. But, but these first of all, if these the were the first sand dunes you saw, then- you'd be blown away by it. And it was pretty awesome to stand on top of a massive sand dune and look over the Pacific Ocean. Right. And it that's what's cool about these. Cool. So. So, so and, and yeah, and that, that was a treat because um, one of the big things that I'm um, – trying to get comfortable with uh, when we do stuff like this is to use public transportation get on yes. the buses and, and that's, stuff like that's that. the nice thing is we yeah. really we made that so because we had to we asked our tour guide we're like so where is the bus stop that we would take the hardest thing was finding the bus stop mm-hmm. to get back yeah which we did it just took a little bit and then well, I was, and if we would have walked over the sand dune yeah. that would not have been a problem but, but then we had to walk back up mm. and that would have been exhausting so, 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 but, but we did it, but yeah, I mean, as far as photo photogenic moments, that was probably oh, yeah, we the got a far lot most of far superior one because, but there was a lot of tight photos on that walking tour because yes, we oh went up God. on the highest hill in, in Valparaiso and we're looking over the coastline and stuff. So there was a lot of beautiful pictures up there, but, but yeah, Kunkan was uh, just awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. So should we talk about Argentina now? Sure. So so then after, well, so then, so we took from, we went from, uh, after ConCon, we went back to Valpo. Oh, wait, I want to add one more thing okay. to Valpo. Yeah. So on our, almost our last day of Valpo, I actually found a park that kind of looked okay. Oh, yeah. And so we walked down to it and this park was amazing because it, I mean, it was it wasn't really that much of a park. It was pretty simple. I, I almost yeah. would equate it to be more like a town square. But lined up all along the outside of the park was just vendors. Mm-hmm. So there were craft vendors, food vendors, and all this stuff. And, we and I got live a and die. Yeah, I live and die for that kind of stuff in South yep. in South America, Asia, wherever we go. That's what I'm always looking for. So this place was like I walked in there and it was like music played because I was in heaven. And music was playing too because at the town square then there was a yeah. there was a concert going on by like a music school so we got to walk back there yeah so that that little park I don't even remember the name of it or anything but but that park was amazing and I wish we would have discovered it on day one because mm-hmm. it was so amazing I'm glad that we discovered it because it was the night before we left that we discovered yes. it so we were able to go back to it in the morning and stuff and see it during the day and stuff like that but but that would have been a great because I probably we probably would have eaten 
down in that square probably every day if i would have if we would have discovered it before at the time you know like at the beginning of the trip because it was just my dream little place there so so i just want to throw that out there so if you're in volpo make sure you go there so yeah it was fun so so yeah so then we left volpo took about an hour or so bus ride back to to santiago then we took a, a flight to Argentina, and that, if I recall, that one was the the flight that was really bad. We were at the back of the the airplane, and I remember it, the turbulence was so bad. The turbulence was bad. I believe they even didn't the flight get delayed too for some reason. It did not a lot, but it got delayed. I think think that's the one where they're like we're searching for luggage and i'm like oh great our luggage is not gonna be on there yeah. it was on there but yeah it got delayed not not a lot but i was just like so i think that's when we're like we're not gonna do any extra flights on the next one <laughs> so yeah and when the turbulence came i just like reached over for you or i think you reached over for me and you like put your earbud in in my ear so i could listen to paramore with you and um and I just remember tears started coming out of my eyes and I'm just like, oh my god, am I having an anxiety attack? This has not happened on a flight in forever. Cause yeah, it was just bad. Mm-hmm. But I made it. We both made it. So we got to Argentina and um I'm trying to oh yeah, so our we had that was probably our best apartment, even though it turns out it was in the worst location. But you know, once we got in our apartment, whatever, it was fine. Yeah. We and- survived. And in all honesty, um, it was the worst neighborhood probably in Buenos Aires. And the reason why we say that is not because we looked that up on the internet, but we asked a a friend of ours that lives in Buenos Aires and he said, yeah, that's probably one of the worst neighborhoods in Buenos Aires. I don't know. I enjoyed that that apartment though. But it was, I mean, other than that one area, it was fine. Yeah, it was was fine. It was fine, but I do think, and this is again- because when I did when I when we went to Argentina, we tried just tried to get as close to downtown as possible, which I should have really known was a dumb idea, because um, the downtown of Buenos Aires isn't even that great, you know. Oh yeah, and, and I should have just taken the time to figure out what a good neighborhood in Buenos Aires was. Because think about it: on the last day we were there, when we went to South Tamos. That little market that we went into was probably one of the coolest markets I've seen in a while on a trip. Yeah. And that could have been in our neighborhood. Well, and we just totally missed out. But you and know what? That happens. And I think that's the thing, you know, when I, when people ask about this trip, I say, this was one of the most challenging trips, but it was a great trip and I would still do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of... We had a lot of stuff on this trip where it was like we'd have one bad day, one good day, and it's okay. And you know, we had a lot of good things anyway. And I think if I had properly followed my planning system that I've developed for creating a trip, I would have gotten rid of half of those problems. I couldn't have gotten rid of the ATM yeah. because that's a really hard one it to just predict. Happens. But but a lot of the problems that we had, a lot of the frustrations we had were just stemmed from the fact that I didn't sit down and properly plan this. We just kind of gun winged it. And it's not that, that that the planning is hard. It's just that I needed to do like three additional Google searches. Yeah. And my trip would have been. And I can't, twice I can't say good. anything cause I didn't do enough either. So, so that's, that's on both of us. So I can't, again, I can't say anything. Every time that you said 
website, you know, that's on me. And again, it wasn't on you because I didn't do it. So, yeah, you know, that's it's a team thing. So, so. but the highlights of, of Buenos Aires. So first day we walked to a park yeah, nature I guess reserve say, and it was, I I'm, mean, it was just, it was trails was through the woods and, and there was a bunch of platforms going through this riv- lake or river or whatever yeah. it was. And then we, we hiked so far and then there was like a little beach area where, and there were people swimming out in the river and yep. stuff and like that. And everybody's like drinking their, their mate. And, and it's so funny because come to find out later from our friend, it used to be. Yeah, it was the, I mean, this park was beautiful and he said it, that it was built on top of an old landfill, yes. which is just incredible to it's, me. It's it's impressive that it, that that was, yeah. that that was able to, to happen. Because and and I never almost, know. Because when we were hiking through it, because when I the last time I had been in Argentina, I was with all all the Argentinians that were with us. They were all very like nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't think of that. They were all going to college for something in, in right. the with nature like the perspective. And, yeah. yeah, and um, and and I was like, how did they not take us to this place? And, and that's now, now and I'm that starting makes, to think that the reason they probably I didn't wonder. take it take us to it was because it probably wasn't there. Right. And <laughs> that's know? what I was thinking when you when it was probably a landfill at that point. It was either though. a landfill or it was be- being transformed or yeah, yeah. Like so that's that is really, really impressive that that happened. And it's funny because that's the day that we walked so much because we just walked to a small park and then we walked to something else and then we walked there and then we took it took forever to get back and you're like how did we walk this far i'm like we just took it in small chunks and now we have to walk back and you're like damn those small chunks yeah yeah we walked a lot on this trip like so much in general so so then to progress further so then where do we go in argentina so then we so- we went to Palermo, Palermo, right? That was kind of the next. Which one's Palermo? Palermo was where the Japanese garden was, oh, right, and right, all right. those green yeah, spaces and the, that we. The walked Japanese through. garden was really pretty, but it was just a pretty kind of a quick walk. Um, you really only need to walk through once. But I will say, I saw three or four people wearing Red Hot Chili Peppers shirts. And I had to look up to see if there was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, which there wasn't, and yeah, which was just very strange to me. So. You know, I think I'd rather be in in Valpo than than in Buenos Aires, Argentina, because let's see, emo or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. So you know, musical taste. Yeah, but La La Palermo was. I thought that was. I thought that was really nice because they were. You know, the Japanese garden was really nice, but then I also liked there were a lot of just beautiful green spaces around it that you didn't have to pay for. Yeah, and there was just parks, and that like that one park had the beautiful little. I don't know if you'd call it pond, river, lake, whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. it, And which which would have just been a beautiful place to hang out and stuff like that. Um, Personally, like. I happen to know for a fact that that's a very popular place for people to stay in Buenos Aires when they travel. Okay. I don't think I would have stayed there though because no. it was just too big yeah. for me. Um, like like I said prior, like when we went to San Telmos, that would have been more ideal for me because that was little quaint and just right. really adorable. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but that was a very nice place to go spend an afternoon and mm-hmm. just walk through all the spaces and. and yeah, stuff I like, like the that. park where the kids were playing soccer and uh, and baseball and stuff, like learning how to catch yeah, the balls. Yeah, yeah. That was just really cute, cute. watching them because yep. they were just so young. 
And then the one day when we went to La Boca, yep. that was, that was again, you kind of said like, I hope you really like it. If you don't, don't tell me. But again, you said it's pretty much good for a one-time thing, which agreed. It was just a very colorful place, had lots of things for sale, but you yeah, know, it was you don't a, you it, don't need to go. There, there were just a lot of little shops and stuff. It was a just a very very big touristy place, and mm-hmm. actually, and actually, it was weird to me because I just felt like we were down there forever the first time I went there. You were with it girls, was, though, right, man? Yeah, and it was go. yeah, and that's not a to bit, not to pass judgment, but I mean, I you know, a lot of girls like shopping, and I don't know, I didn't want to like sit there and do a lot of shopping that I just I was like you know maybe I'll get a necklace and then which I did but you know and then we got our our mate sign which I'm super excited about but like you know I don't want to I didn't want to like spend too much money and but that's like kind of to think about guys if you go somewhere up north or something like that, that's kind of what some of those shops were. Just a little it was, bit more. It com- was Monaco. Just like yep. if you've ever been to downtown Monaco, downtown or like Eagle the Dells. River or Dells, yeah, it was very much that place. Just maybe and, a little bit more colorful. And it, and it was just yeah, it was a little. Co- and it was and there on, were some people right doing, on the coast, um, so that yeah. it was very colorful because basically, I think what they used to do is oh, they the, would take all the paint. Yep. From the ships, and that's what they would paint their houses with. So you got all these different colors going yep. on in the in the. And area. then you uh, had some people doing the tango, if you were yep. lucky. Yeah, and actually, the last time I was there, that was a lot more prevalent. There was a lot more people doing the tango. Yeah, I was so I lucky. I don't know what was going on. If we just missed it, maybe we just got there a little bit too early or something yeah. like that. But yeah, I was lucky. I caught one, so I could send a video to my mom. Mm-hmm. But. But uh, when we were in Argentina, we we were starting to feel a little bit lazy, so we took a little bit more downtime. But also, it was pretty hot there. It was like eighty five. Yeah, so it was uncomfortable. For it me. was. I know the one day we went out for lunch, like we went to go pick up our laundry, and then we went out for lunch, and we were just by the time we walked down, I mean, it was only a couple blocks, and we went down to a place where it was kind of like half indoor, half outdoor. And by the time we were done eating our lunch, I mean, I had a really good pool of sweat going on yeah. inside my shirt. So it's just like you don't want to go too far for a walk because you're just sitting there and you're getting sweaty. So who who wants to do much? So that day we pretty much took off because we just were feeling lazy, tired, you know, and that was we already had how many flights in us and you know, and, it's okay to do that sometimes. I think why not? You're you're only human and if you're not going to enjoy what you're doing, why? And I got to say that on that trip, man, we walked a lot. Yes. I think we walked more than we've ever you walked know, on that trip. You before. you asked me the other day, you said, "Did we walk a lot more? My ankles really hurting me, whatever." And I said, "Yeah, I was looking at the the numbers that we clocked and yeah, we walked a, a lot." Bit. Like, my sandals were pretty wrecked by the time we were done. We walked. But, uh, but yeah, on the last, I think it was, the, like, the last day we went to that one market indoor. And it was it was a pretty cool market. We yeah, got, that, that was San Telmos. Mm-hmm. Yep. San Telmos. And where, then we were going to try to go down to the park that was the landfill. But, <laughs> but for some reason, I, I, I don't know, we were able to just walk to it the first time. And then this time I got all lost. And yeah. And I was like... But you, you know, know what? what? Let's just go go back because I'm not trying to deal. Well, and we it was were, starting to rain. Yeah, and- I was going to say, well, we were waiting for the Uber. It started to rain. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, 
again, I think I think when when we got to Argentina, things just started to we we just started to get just so exhausted anyway. Like I hate to say it, I don't think we gave Argentina its fair shot, but No, we didn't. We totally didn't and but, but it was going to be hard pressed to compare to Velpo cuz Velpo was so cool. And that's yeah. And and again, like a huge part of the, I think the problem in Argentina was, was just, I mean, it was the poor planning and like, Grant, I agree with you. I like the apartment we were in, Yeah, but I think a, it was we would have enjoyed it a lot more if we would have been in a better neighborhood and Absolutely. we would have been, you know, Absolutely. it would have just been a little more comfortable from all aspects of it, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. But. Yeah, there was there were some difficulties just all around on this trip, but it was it was a good good trip. We learned a lot. Just, you know, in general like, hey, maybe we don't need to do an extra flight if we're going to go somewhere, we'll take a train because really when you fly, you're you kind of beholden to the the uh the airport. I mean, and I know it sounds really silly, but I promise you guys, the whole bus station they run a really tight schedule, whereas when you fly, they're like, we're searching for luggage. I don't know where it's at. We'll, and, uh, we'll leave when we leave. Right. And, and buses are just, I mean, they're more comfortable. They, and, they really are. You and, have more leg room. I mean, I guess some people probably like, and maybe you can speak to this, but maybe some people like looking out an airplane window. I think it's far cooler to when you're driving you know, through it's, the it's country fine, but when in you're South driving, America yeah. on a bus, that's gorgeous. Yeah, I that's I like would one rather, of my favorite things in the world. I would rather look at the at the countryside. Probably there's 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 niceness to looking out the the um the airplane window, but no, I'd rather look out and just kind of see like, oh, this is where I'm at, whatever. But, but I do feel like there's just some extra stuff involved with flying that, um, that just gets exhausting and, and it's just like, I don't really need this. Mm -hmm. So it just does, does make you more tired in in the end. Right. So, so, and, and you might not really realize that until you, until you do both and you're like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just not. And I do stand by the fact that with future trips like the going to other countries thing i don't think i'm gonna do multiple countries ever again because because like you reflect back on this trip had we just instead of going to to um let's just say we didn't go to buenos aires and we would have stayed and gone to vinda del mar for three Mm -hmm. days or or um when i was looking up like there was a lot more we could have done in the Valparaiso area than we did because there was like two national parks that were right there that we could have probably taken a day trip to and gone and just hiked around and stuff. And I mean, can you tell me that, I mean, other than the fact that the apartment that we were in, in in, uh, Valparaiso wasn't great, but it was fine. And I think it it would have, it would have worked just fine. For the duration that we were there, because really right. the only problem with it was it was just crowded because it had so much. Well, shit and the water was, you know, we had backed up sinks. Oh yeah, that's that's that was, right. That was but see, crappy. that's one of those things that it must not have bothered me enough because I completely forgot about it. So, and maybe we would have just found a solution to that. But um, but I think we could have done 
we might have been able to squeeze out a better trip or the same trip by just staying right. and doing more in Chile. It is actually very, very true. And see, these are the things that you figure out after after a trip like this. And you just kind of go, okay, well, how can we make the next trip better? Or, you know, if we go to Valparaiso again, because, hey, I would like to go see the Valparaiso downhill eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, could we could we do this? Or, you know, do we make the next trip shorter? Do we keep it two weeks? You know, it you learn from each trip, and I think that is the nice thing, mm-hmm. you know. And and the biggest thing I learned from this trip is too that that um that that fifteen twenty minutes that I spend on planning is well worth it because I think absolutely. this trip would have been absolutely. a lot better had I. But I was really lazy about this trip for some reason. So was I. I was, you know, I was super lazy. And, and for some reason, even beforehand, like right beforehand, I was like, oh, my God, I don't I don't want to do this trip, even though I do want to do this trip. It, there was a lot going going through before this trip. It was really, really weird. I was just I was just so exhausted beforehand. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, you can't blame each other if you don't do the work and you can't blame the other person for not doing the work mm. or whatever, you know, if you're not finding the solution. So so I think that's that's really what it is. And during these these trips, you can't blame yourself for taking a down day because if you keep going, it's not going to be fun, especially on a 85 degree day, you mm. know, or if you're not feeling right like that day in Valpo. It, it worked out that we ended up doing something. But if I wasn't feeling right, you know, I couldn't have pushed myself through it. Luckily, I did it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes sometimes it just it just works yeah. differently. So I think that's what you got to kind of learn from from this stuff is just, you know, listen to your body, listen to to stuff and, you know, just just have the best time that you can have. But you can't you can't ever blame the other person because you guys went on the trip together and, and you guys got to work together to have the best trip that you can have, obviously. And I think that's why we have good trips is because, you know, when you say, oh man, I dropped the ball. I'm like, you really didn't because I didn't do my side of it either, or I didn't do anything to help you. So obviously if I didn't do it, then I can't blame you. And I think that's why we work together so well on these. And I think the most important thing to remember with this is that even though, like, like we've we've talked about, we made mistakes on this trip. It um, wasn't this, really this trip was great. It was and, really great, especially the, the, the more I I think about it. Right, it was and the a ironic great trip. thing, the ironic thing about it is, is that that as time goes by, the intensity of how great it was wasn't isn't going to be as intense, but it's going to become a greater trip. Mm-hmm. You know, because like Portugal, I. I feel like coming back from Chile and Buenos Aires, I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Portugal. Because when I came back from Portugal, I was really on the fence about how I, I felt about Portugal. Yeah, I was like, I don't need to go back to Portugal. But now I'm like, I would but love now, to go back to Portugal. But now I would say that that I Portugal is more endearing to me. Well, maybe not. It's really hard, it's to, hard say to say. It's hard to say. But the, the point is, is that no matter how bad a trip goes... You're it's gonna still going to be memorable. You're still going to love it. And you're, yeah. It's still going to be something that you're going to cherish for the rest of your life. It's, well, and always, it's always going to be a positive experience. Right. And the thing is, is the things that go wrong, those are always stories. And that's the way you always got to look at it. You know, like there was a girl in the airport that I was talking to and because I, I was just like, 
you know, I wanted to know, I thought she was part of a group that was going to Patagonia. So I was talking to her and I was like, well, these are memories for you. So just remember that. So, so it's just like, it was just kind of funny. I'm just like, anytime something goes wrong, they're memories. So that's how I always just kind of look at it. I'm like, well, just chalk that up. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, do you have, do you have anything else that you want to? No, I don't think so. Cause I think we probably running. Yeah, we, we definitely, long. yeah, I was, we, I was going to say that at the beginning, like, I, I think this is going to be a longer one. So, uh, so before we go, I do just want to ask, what was your one favorite moment of the trip? That's such a hard question to ask. The most endearing and best memories of the trip, I would say, is I loved that little park in Valparaiso. Yeah. Um, I loved that park. That was the landfill on. Oh yeah. In Buenos Aires. Uh, food wise, what would be the food? Ooh. Um. My mine would definitely be the lemonade. Yeah, le- and then oh, the and then the, then, then the other one would be. We had that meal, the last meal before we went home in, I'll bet you that's probably yours, the meat covered with the corn. Oh, yeah, that was was so good. That was so good. The other thing that I really remember is in Valpo, the, uh, what was the place that, it was such a struggle in one of the- In in where? In Valpo, it was such a struggle to order. And and one of the girls, she I think she worked there, but she was just there with her friends. Oh, my God, it was the bowl. Yes. Yeah, we had that. I didn't make the we best bowl, but Con-Con. God, that oh, was so good. I thought my bowl was so good. Yeah, yeah, and Tracy really, despite the fact that it was harder than heck to order from that place, that bowl, your bowl was really, really good. And everything, remember that burger? The burger at the uh, park? That was oh, yeah. amazing in Valpo. So, I mean, you can't ask that question because it's just too hard. Yeah, well, I would say definitely... Just hanging out in Valpo was probably my favorite, just because I felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. Um, checking out the girls in Valpo, because oh my god, <laughs> um, in- and looking at the street art there, and going to the the cemetery, yeah, and playing Jenga. That was, and honestly, learning about the Valpo downhill. Like yep. I need to. I took a break from watching it. Now I need to go back. Because- See, and that's this is why it's so hard to do that kind of stuff because it's like. It's like you can just go on for days and I know. days about I, all the good things that came I legitimately just that think, trip, I, know? I just think Valpo as a whole is just, is just the. And you forgot the best part about it is it the cat. If you're out there, man, if you're out on Facebook, look one of us up because they had the coolest sign in in Valparaiso where I guess I think it was he said it was the students they would oh, they yes. would paint they would paint like once. Like weed is decriminalized in Chile, and once it became decriminalized, people just started saying that Valparaiso was nothing but a bunch of hippies. So a bunch of students went and wrote a sign, <clears throat> and it says that we're not hippies, we're happies. And I just thought that was the coolest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. So we have that as our cover photo right now. Yeah. Both of us. So both of us have that as our profile picture on Facebook. So if you want to see that, that's really cool. Yeah. So. So and we also both wrote journals, and we're going to be putting that on our. On our website, correct, Eric? We're working on it. We're working on it. it Eric ha- is very the- busy at work well, I was right now, say so, that's- so that's a down-the-road type thing, yeah. but eventually we'd like to have, on our website, we'll have journals of every trip. I mean, 
We can't go back and redo journals now. No. So yeah, that's going to be hard. Trips but- going forward, we'll have journals. And I am hoping to put all of our images from every trip on. Yes. On the Stigmas and Open Wounds or website. Or as many, you know, maybe not all of them because Tracy takes a lot, but a good bit. Yeah. But uh, whatever but yeah. whatever Tracy gives me to upload to the website <laughs> will be on the website. So once once I get that all set up, but as of right now, I have no idea when that's going to be because yeah. I'm swamped. Yeah, I mean so. it's it's Christmas time and and coming back home from a vacation time is always very hard. Yeah. But we'll do what we'll do it when we can. So just keep your eyes open and and, and we'll uh, definitely have something on this podcast when it is like at least done or at least half baked up there. Yeah. So so that website is stigmasandopenwounds.com. And if you have anything that you would like to reach out and say to us, good or bad, hopefully good, you can reach out to us at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. And we will be back in two weeks with another episode. It's going to be about the benefits of reading. And I don't have anything else. I think we've pretty much finished up eric you got anything else i'm good man all right talk to you guys in two weeks later guys